morning, everybody. I'm just going to start off with a couple of apologies right off the bat. First of all, this is great. This is awesome seeing all you guys. I haven't been here since that whole, what was that thing called, COVID? Um, I haven't been here for a few years, and it's just great to see a group of guys like this together. And I understand there's other folks on the on Zoom or whatever. Um, but most organizations right now that I'm involved with are going what I refer to as a reboot, you know, uh, since that whole pandemic thing. Um, you guys, this is great. This is a sign of real leadership. Thank you, Matt. This is just amazing. Um, a couple other apologies to get out there. Uh, I'm going to share you some stories, and I'm not doing it to brag. Please believe me. I'm doing it because Matt asked me to. <laughs> um, and it's just an illustration of what's going on in my life and what seems to be working at this point. And, uh, but I'm really not doing it as a, as a brag. Does that make sense? Does that make sense to you all? Um, yeah, I'm in. And, uh, but I, I am going to rewind a little bit. Um, I did speak a couple years ago, but it was a whole different thing. And, uh, but just to recap real quickly, um, I had a revelation in my life in 1991, October 17th, 1991, at about seven o'clock at night. And real briefly, I can just tell you that uh, I had reached an emotional, a spiritual, and a physical bottom. And uh, alcohol had driven me to my knees. I could not. Um, I just couldn't live anymore. And at that point in time, I got down on my knees, literally down on my knees and had a big, long prayer. And I'm going to tell you the whole thing. God, help me or take me because I can't go on like this. That was the whole prayer. And I woke up the next day. I felt different. I don't know why, because I was still a mess, a hot mess, but I felt different. I was the night of my last drink, and I can tell you, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about it, but I really believe that since that time that God has put me on a path, not my path, His path, and every time I try to go my direction, he has a way of kicking me back on his, on his path. Because quite honestly, looking back on the last 30-something years, there's no way I could have planned any of that. And like Matt said, I'm an architect, uh, project uh, manager, uh, planned some pretty good-sized real estate projects around the state in my previous life, but I could not plan my, whole, my own life. That Sunday, after, on that weekend, I had to go to Home Depot to find a, had to fix a hose, and I couldn't even figure out how to do that. That's what a hot mess I was. Um, but I'm only saying that because God has his way, and it's all good. Even the bad is good. And uh, I really thank God for all of that. So why am I here today? You know... I'm sneaking up on 70, um, and I'm retired, 
And first of all, I never thought I'd live this long. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, 70, you know, when I was in my 20s, I figured I, you know, 30 was old, let alone this. But so, yeah, what the heck is retirement? And I'm not going to talk about money. There's plenty of people that are far better at that. As a matter of fact, I hire people to, to take care of money so I can do things. I can go on with the rest of my life. Um, and the other thing came to a, a real revelation just about a week and a half ago. I was telling somebody, I'm retired. I can't, I'm not doing that. And he looked at me and he says, you're not retired. There's no way you can retire with everything that you got going on. When you say you're retired, that's just a way of copping out, saying no. So why don't you just ditch that and just say no if there's something you don't want to do. And if you really are anxious about not doing it, just say no, thank you. So um, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to talk too much about that R word, other than uh, you know a couple of things here. But you know, I always pictured retirement as you know walking around, you know, with your pants up to about here, you know, with big old sunglasses on, you know you know, making a way to the mailbox to get the check while you go inside and catch up on the Flintstones or whatever on TV. Uh, and I swore I did not want to be, I didn't want to do that in my life. Um, especially after the, you know, where God had brought me. I just want, I really, I wanted to stay busy. Uh, I, wanted to be, I wanted to stay busy in service to our Lord, you know, uh, after that walk that I had. And as Matt said, my LinkedIn profile has a quote from, uh, from uh, Harry uh, Emerson Fosdick, which is, don't simply retire from something, but have something to retire to. And here's another confession. I don't know much about Fosdick. I just don't. And he turns out he's a pretty great guy, you know. So um, make a pledge to you. I'm going to learn more about him. But that quote just kind of summed up what I wanted to do. I did not want to just retire and fade away. So at, I have been involved in the last 25 years. You know, 30 years is when I got sober, 31 years. God made me wait five or six years till I got my marbles back a little bit. Um, and I got involved in a couple of mission projects. Um, the one near and dear to my heart is the Appalachia Service Project. Um, it's a repair ministry that is youth-focused that goes back to central Appalachia every year to do emergency home repairs. They've been doing it since 1969. They, they are in a reboot, but if you guys need a place to go this summer, check them out. Um, it does, they do wonderful work, and I've been involved with them since 1975, I think. Um, great stuff, great stuff. I'll talk a little bit about that. I've also been involved, you know, I got involved with my church about that same time. I also got, continue still to this day, to be um, involved in um, Alcoholics Anonymous. It's, I think, a way of giving back. 
And um, I also am involved, are you ready for this? We were talking a little bit about it. I'm a lifetime member now of the National Ski Patrol. How about that one? Okay. Uh, yeah, kind of, right? Uh, of course, I'm paying for it now. Um, so when we, I started talking about retirement, and I had a set goal, you know, timing-wise, that I was going to do this. And um, my plan was real simple. <laughs> I was, I was going to do ski patrol in the winter. I was going to do Appalachia Service Project ASP in the summer. And I was going to turn wrenches on old cars in the spring and the fall. Sound, that's my plan, right? That was my whole plan. Um, that's a, but that's a half a year in service, right? That's a half a year of service to the Lord. That's enough, right? Well, God had a whole different plan for me. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about a book. And if you guys want to know anything about what I'm talking about, Richard Rohr has written a book called Falling Upward. And it is really a good book. And I found Falling Upward when, after I'd already said, I'm retired. Um, and I was down in West Virginia for the summer. I was doing Appalachian Service Project. I was down there for 12 to 10 weeks. I don't want to exaggerate. Um, my wife has told me a zillion times not to exaggerate. Um, I was there for 10 weeks. And I was doing a construction consultant role, which may, basically means I was their summer plumber. Uh, you know, I crawled under a lot of trailers, fixing poopy pipes. Um, but I, while I was traveling, I, did, I do 17,000 miles on my vehicle in those 10 weeks. Um, while I was traveling, I was listening to Richard Rohr's book, Falling Upward. And in a nutshell, he talks about life being broken into two parts. And the first part of our life is where we accumulate. And the second part of life is where we give away. And he doesn't call it the first half or the second half or anything other than first part, second part, because that whole thing is up to us. But we accumulate things like money and houses and cars and stuff like that. But really what, what we also are accumulating is knowledge and experience and wisdom. And there's a difference between wisdom and, and knowledge. You, do you all know what the difference is? Real simple. Knowledge is knowing stuff. Wisdom is knowing where God works into that. And, and I thought that was uh, pretty profound. But in our second part of our lives, we need to give away those things, especially knowledge, wisdom, and experiences. Okay. Yeah, there'll be a time to give away money too, but um, we can talk about that you know, some other day, some other person. But those things really become important you know, to give away. So giving away, you know, like I said, I, I, you, I told you my plan, but he, he had a whole different thing. Um, how, how do we give away mentoring? Mentoring is a great way. Golly, you want to see... Uh, you want to see God in action, spend some time with a, a younger person and tell them what's going on and what you've done uh, without mansplaining. Does everybody know what mansplaining is? I learned that term last summer. Some young lady says, quit mansplaining to me. So, okay, I don't know what that means, but I'll figure it out. Um, 
But, you know, I'm mentoring a couple of folks right now, and it's just because they've kind of sought me out. I'm working with a young fella, and he's been to West Virginia three times now to, uh, for a week of service down there with ASP. Now he's working on his Eagle Scout project. And for whatever reason, this kid's also a ski patroller. How does that work out, you know? But he's working on his Eagle Scout project, and I'm honored to be able to help him with that. Um, also, uh, there's a young lady down in Washington, D.C. Her name's Colleen. I've had the opportunity of working with her the last two summers with ASP, and she's an architectural student. And um, she's been, you know, she calls every once in a while just to bounce ideas off. And, uh, uh, you know, my wife and I several years started uh, the Act Now Youth Fellowship, and that's a way of organization youth and their uh, chaperones to go on trips like ASP um, and, you know, organizing the money, the volunteers, the paperwork, all that sort of thing. Um, the other thing, you know, one of the other things we have to do is teach, right? I mean, golly, you know, it's a shame to just let all that knowledge sit there. So teaching can come in many different forms. For me, it comes with teaching staff at ASP during the summer about construction or fixing poopy pipes under trailers or whatever it is. Um, and I you know, still try to remain an instructor for the National Ski Patrol. I mean, I'm at that point where, well, you know, I'll, I'll talk about it in a minute, but um, in serving, golly, just serving, you know, uh, you know, it, my focus right now is just, you know, serving the people of Central Appalachia. It's where I'm from, you know, uh, I'm originally from West Virginia. I'm making my way to Vermont full-time. I just stopped off in New Jersey for 43 years to raise a family. <laughs> um, so, but, um, and of course, you know, giving wherever I can in, in a monetary fashion. But I have resigned from the shotgun approach. This is just me. You know, 20 bucks here, 100 bucks there, blah, 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 you know, all these different organizations. My wife and I have gotten very focused with our financial giving. And um, I, I think we touch people better in uh, that way. But, you know, what does it all mean to have a, a thing? Um, you know, I told you my plan. God changed all that up. You know, um, he, that whole construction consultant experience, I've done that for four years now been awesome. But I come to the realization that 10 weeks on a cot at my age is not good. As I limp up here, you know, um, is not good. I don't know that I can do that again this summer. And it's hurting. The other thing that I realized last summer is I just don't want to be away from my wife that long. You know, I don't know how many times around the sun we got left together, I don't want to be away from her for 12 weeks. And she hates when I say this, but she says, I'll come down and visit you. But I don't think a woman of her advanced age should be driving that far by herself. <laughs> she hates when I say that, but she knows what I mean. And I don't care how you phrase that, you know, driving 12 hours for anybody is a hard thing to do. Um, so, 
we're going to change things up this summer, I think. Um, and the other thing that's changed up is, you know, my involvement with the National Ski Patrol. Yeah, I was going to patrol all summer, all winter long. And uh, you know what? My body didn't quite, doesn't quite work with that anymore. We'll be talking later. Um, but, but, so I'm changing that up. And I've been involved in the New Jersey region of National Ski Patrol since 96. I've now switched to Southern Vermont. Hey, part of my plan, right? Move to Vermont. Um, and uh, at the moment I did that, the, the region director up there asked me to get involved. He says, you're an alumni, right? Which is a fancy way of saying retired in ski patrol lingo. Yeah, I'm al alumni, which means I don't actively patrol anymore, but I keep my credentials up. He goes, how about being director of the alumni for the entire region? It's like, I don't know what that means yet, but sure. So now I have a way of staying involved at a different level that is not as physically demanding as actively patrolling. So I'm excited about that, and that actually has just started. Um, but the plan that I think God has for me is that, you know, first of all, it needs to be flexible, just like I mentioned, you know, all that changed up for me. It needs to be intentional. Now, I've been very intentional about things as I've gone on. You know, I don't say, well, maybe I'll do this and maybe I'll do Very intentional. Um, I think it needs to be genuine and it needs to be obtainable. I would love to say I would spend all summer long down in rural West Virginia, you know, fixing houses. I just don't know that that's obtainable anymore. Um, for me, anyhow. And... You know, it really needs to be God-inspired. For us, as Christian men, it needs to be God-inspired. Um, and I think, that I'm tr I think that I'm doing that with what, what's going on in my life. You know, I'm part of another organization called Trace Deus. Um, if you want to know more about that, talk to me later. But one of the things, one of our mottos is preach the gospel always. Use words only when necessary. Okay, and when I'm working with the youth under a trailer fixing a poopy pipe, I hate to keep coming back there because it's just such a negative picture, but you know what? They're seeing something in me. The homeowners see something in me, and it sparks conversation all the time. Why do you do the things you do? Well, there's the door, wide open, because I've been saved. Christ has led me here, and I intend to do this. And, and it has led some people, certainly through the, the youth fellowship. It has led a lot of youth to Christ in a, in a meaningful way. Um, one of the other mottos we have is make a friend, be a friend, bring a friend to Christ. And uh, I feel like I do that you know, with just about everything, and especially that. When you talk about ski patrol, I mean, let's face it, it's not the most God-centered thing on the planet. I like to do it, but it never ceases to amaze me the opportunity you have to open up a conversation about Christ. 
So I, I do think that is part of my God-centered thing. Um, and I think the other thing is also to be, you know, surrounded like with you guys. Be surrounded by like-minded, God-fearing people. Um, and I, I intentionally do that in, in all walks of my life. And I look back now, and all my good friends, all my friends, I either know from church, from ASP, or from Alcoholics Anonymous. And you know what? Love them all. You know, uh, all the friends that I had before when I was still out there, out there drinking, once I paid them back, they didn't want anything to do with me anyhow. So, but I have virtually no friends from that point in my life other than one. It's another story, another day. But Frank is a good, good friend. And this is my hard part. And I encourage you to <laughs> do a better job at this than I do. Be balanced. Okay? Learn to say no. Not, I'm retired. Learn to say no to th things. You know, if you can't do it, don't look at it as I'm letting things, something go. Look at it as I'm giving somebody else the opportunity to serve. Okay? If I got to say no, I help, try to help find somebody to fill that slot. But it is definitely somebody else's opportunity to serve the Lord. Let's go. Um, someday, I hope to be able to say no. <laughs> I'm working towards it. You know, I'm in a group. Um, I'm in a 12-step group on how to say no. No, I'm just sorry. Um, I'm joke. Um, what does the future have for me? I have no idea. I have no idea, but I'm working. You know, I don't go, you know, the, the Act Now Youth Fellowship is still going. They're rebooting. They took 24 youth down to Clay County, West Virginia last summer, and they're going again this year, and I think they're going to be more like 35 to 40. That's great. Yeah, amen. It's awesome. Personally, I'm starting a new ministry right here. I'm calling it the three R's. Ramps, risers, and repairs. How's that? Okay, and it's basically going to be old guys, guys like me, helping folks like us. And that has already started. All you need to do is scratch the surface a little bit around here in New Jersey, and you'll find people in need, people living below the poverty line, people who are disabled, who just need a faucet repaired or, or a ramp built. There's tons of work out there for that. So if you have a hammer and you got a like mind, give me a holler. We'll figure something out. Um, the other thing, I'm started to write a book. Who ever thought that? And the working title is How to See God from Under a Trailer Fixing a Poopy Pipe. <laughs> That's the working title. Um, but I have accumulated so many stories over the years, and I've been fairly diligent about writing some of those down where I see God in central Appalachia or around, you know, working with the youth, working under a trailer. It's been an amazing journey. And uh, I don't want to let it go. And the book probably never get published, but I can give it to my grandkids. 
and uh, I think that's you know a goal that I have is be able to go on one of these trips with my grandkids. Wouldn't that be fantastic? My kids have gone, my wife has gone, and now my son-in-law goes. He came down for two weeks and helped me that first summer that I was CC, and he fixed a lot of stuff. He crawled under and fixed a lot of poopy pipes. So uh, that's where I'm at. And I'm just going to share a couple Bible verses with you. One is Isaiah 6, verse 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. Love that. It gives me strength. Isaiah 6, 6, 8. Um, and the other, uh, and I spent a whole weekend talking about this story on a Tracedius weekend, Mark 2, uh, verses 1 to 12. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but you'll recognize this story. It's where Jesus was in a, in a room, in a house, and there were so many people that it was packed. And some guys needed to bring some other guy who was paralyzed and on a mat. And they couldn't get him in. So they took him up on a roof and they cut a hole in the roof and lowered him down to the feet of Christ. I want to be one of those guys. I want to be those guy, one of those guys who helps somebody that they don't even know real well. Because if you read the story, it doesn't say his friends. It doesn't say his really good friends. It says some guys took him and lowered him down. I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy to have that kind of compassion for somebody I don't even really know. And then I want to be able to fix the roof too. So thank you for letting me twist your ear a little bit. Um, I appreciate you guys. You guys have been awesome. So should I read the questions or are we going to pass them out? Okay. So I have, uh, oh, real quick. I'm sorry. I forgot to turn my page. In conclusion, <laughs> I honestly feel like Christ has answered my prayer from October 17, 1991. But I didn't expect him to do both. He helped me. He showed me a way to get sober and turn my life around. And he took me. He took my heart. And he's taken virtually all my actions at this point in my life. And for that, I am eternally grateful. Um, Thank you. So here's your questions, and I think we're going to pass them around. This is, you know, what does your ideal retirement look like? And if you don't like that question, um, here's a good one. Do you have to wait, or can you get started now? And lastly, is Christ calling you to be in service to your fellow man, and how? Thank you all, and uh, thank you, Matt. Do I, can I close in prayer? Can I close in a prayer? This is a prayer I keep hanging up on my visors. I'm traveling on the round. Dear Lord, and I might cry on this, I'm sorry. Dear Lord, thank you for lending me your strength and conviction to complete the task you have entrusted to me. Thank you for the guides along my way to keep me sober and true through the many obstacles in my path. Please keep me resolute when all things around me seem to be lost. I pray that you take captive every thought that I have today 
Thank you for the friends and family you have given me. Please watch over them as you have watched over me. Please help all those who urgently need your healing care, all those I remember and all those I do not. Thank you for the talents and skills you have given me to serve those around me. Thank you for all the good I've done. I'm so very sorry about the bad. Lord, you know I am not what I could be or should be. You know that I am that I am not what I want to be. But I thank you, Lord, I am not the man I used to be. Amen.